0: This week's podcast is sponsored by Malone Accountants in Rathcoole, County Dublin. Be sure to check out maloneaccountants.ie or follow them at Malone and tax on Twitter and Instagram and Malone Accountants on Facebook. Thank you for the support and I hope you enjoy this week's episode of the GA Scores
1: podcast. welcome once again to ga scores my name is pierce corcoran earlier this month across the pond in usa st barnabas ga became the first all-american ga team to win the new york senior football championship the remarkable win has catapulted the club to fame with their unique makeup capturing the attention of fans everywhere that's why i'm delighted to be joined by a very special guest today the captain of that team connor rafferty welcome connor
0: Pierce, how you doing? Thanks very much for having me.
1: No problem at all. No problem. And um, I suppose over the last couple of weeks, with COVID taking over in Ireland, we've tried to get a GA fix everywhere around the world and kind of keeping it. It's it's probably allowed us to keep an eye uh, much more so on on cities around the world that have good GA scenes, and that's how I think has helped elevate the story as well of Saint Barnabas. So for those who don't know. Other than the senior championship, what is so unique about that club?
0: So St. Barnabas, right from the beginning, the, the early uh, 1970s, it's been around for, for decades now. Um, you have Paddy Markham, who was, who was formerly a Clare man, who, who came out to America working, and him along with uh, a couple other former Barnabas members. They, they were given this land, plot of land, by... By the uh, the city of New York, um, in Van Cortlandt Park, which is now known as Paddy's Field, um, and that land was cleared and grubbed and, and known as the Gaelic Games Ground, and that was the home of the Saint Barnabas Club, which is the the parish church that is in this Woodlawn slash Yonkers area uh, in uh, in New York, and and that was always known as as the grounds for for all uh, American-born clubs. Uh, Specifically, Barnabas, and and that's been our home uh, ever since, and and all throughout, going from the minor level, under eights, so all the way up to the minor level, and and now intermediate, the junior level, and now the senior level, we've we've uh, we've done it all. So it's been a, a great boost for the club, and and to come up all American-born players and and get this uh, this historic win done was was really special.
1: So for you personally, you, I'm assuming. Uh, you have Irish parents, I assume.
0: I do. Yeah, my uh, my mother's from Crossmolina, County Mayo, and my dad's from Carrickmore, County Tyrone.
1: And for them, for you and them growing up um, in America, we like from this side of from, in, in Ireland, we, we assume like the, because of so many other sports to, in America to choose from, the likes of American football, basketball, ice hockey, so on and so forth. Where did Gaelic
0: football fit in for you growing up? So, right from the beginning, under sixes, my my mom was involved in the uh, the Gaelic games around here. She actually never played when she was in Mayo. She she did track and field and 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 other sports as well, but actually only played Gaelic and got involved when she was out here. Um, and and that brought her interest to bring into it us into it as well, myself and my uh, my three younger brothers. So we were, we were brought into uh, Paddy's Field, into the Barnabas Club, introduced uh, through a mutual friend. And, uh, and that was the first sport we actually played. Um, but, you know, Gaelic football, as well as you know, soccer and you had basketball with your, your different seasons over here. Um, Gaelic football wasn't all year round as it would be um, in Ireland. You usually only have a fall and sometimes a spring season, depending on the age level. And uh, that, that was kind of the, the first love for, for sport football, fortunately, and and it actually hasn't changed ever since. It's it's a big influence uh, on our lives, and and we're we're glad to see at you know from this stage how how much has kind of came along within the New York GAA.
1: You mentioned that you your younger brothers, they are, are they all on the team as well.
0: So my uh, the second youngest down for me, Shane, as well as Kevin played alongside me at that senior team. Uh, we have another fourth coming up, uh, hopefully in a couple of years, we'll see him up in the senior panel as well. Uh, Liam, he is on the junior panel now. So he played with the junior A and junior B uh, squad uh, this season, and has played with them the last couple of years. So it's good to see uh, all four of us up. And, and the whole Barnabas makeup is, is really uh, a very close knit community. You know, they're, On our St. Barnabas senior panel alone, there's five different sets of brothers, you know, so that that makes wow. up for, for 12 players in in that uh, in that panel. So that that's a that's a big boost and probably about the only time we get along is uh, on the football field. So.
1: <laughs> but what is it like playing with your brothers then? And in the, in the, uh, and you mentioned there there's a couple of sets of brothers, like on, in Ireland, as you probably would have known yourself from following GAA, like when, like, very kind of rural clubs, local clubs, so when there's not that many, popula- not a big population in areas, normally you kind of have that close-knit kind of bond in the team with lots of different um, sets of brothers. So for a city like New York, that must make it even more special because, like, having your own little patch, having your own little thing in the middle of a massive metropolis like New York must be pretty special.
0: Yes, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, the the players that come in and, and join either Herlin or Gaelic, they, you know, they usually come in through a mutual friend that's already involved in one of the clubs. So there's always that mutual connection, um, which is great. And it, it is a close-knit community, just just like Ireland, regardless of the size and, and population of New York, it, it still does have those similarities with that close-knit, you know, regardless of what club you're from. You know, afterwards, you always... Ha- you know, hang around, talk to the other players. Everyone's familiar and friendly with each other. We've been playing each other now for for years. You know, there's some players I've I've played with on on the senior panel. We've played together on the under eights. You know, so it, all throughout the years, we've uh, we've grown up together and and played this game. So it's it's been fantastic to to keep this connection alive and and going strong. Really, that's
1: that's amazing. Like, but as well as that, like. Obviously, this year has been a very kind of topsy-turvy year with everything going on with COVID and, right. you know, the uh, the, the calendar being been broken up and, you know, games here, games there. How important during that time was St. Barnabas for your community?
0: Oh, it was, it was largely important. I mean, to, to be able – and a big credit to the New York Senior Board for, for – uh, taking the proper precautions with uh, everything surrounding uh, COVID-19 and going forward with this season, because it's, it's a big part of the summer, uh, both for, you know, us as players, um, the whole community, the whole parish, you know, they have a big emphasis. We have a strong fan base that love to come out and, and obviously social distance and, and, and take all those guidelines uh, very seriously. But, but that's a, that's a big part of the parish and, and as well as all of the uh, other clubs that are involved in New York, the American born clubs, there, there's really a big, big impact, especially w- within this summer season and our championship. And, and it's, uh, it was great that we were able to get it done regardless of, of COVID-19. And, uh, and it actually, it gave a larger boost to uh, the New York players. A large part of the New York GAA in previous years is, is brought up from players being brought out on J1 visas or, working visas, coming out for the summer to play for these clubs, um, sometimes paid. Uh, and and that takes away sometimes from the actual American-born players, giving their shot on that senior panel. Um, it's happened within our club as well. We used to be at the intermediate level, and and sometimes to get over that line, we'd, we'd bring over a couple players and, and uh, try and push forward to get promoted into that senior level. But this year was different and, and it was different in, I believe a, a good way. Um, where we were able to see the true American born talent and, and, and what we have here and actually go up against the likes of who we played in, in the final Sligo, who have uh, former inter-county players and, and players that would be traveling back to, to once again play inter-county football and to be able to go up against them and, and show what we have, what talent we have here from the home base standard was, uh, was fantastic.
1: Was that an extra source of motivation then this year with the fact that because of circumstances, that it was a case of going with the All-Americans, going with the team made up of of American-born players? Was that a case of, you know, this is our big chance to really prove ourselves?
0: It, it was. It was. We were definitely the underdogs coming in, but we knew we had the talent. We had that uh, athletic ability, um, within our panel, um, to be able to get that job done. We were, uh, we were strong coming out, you know, the start of the championship, we played Sligo with our first game. Actually, we lost that game by two points, but we knew we could get the job done to get over the line with proper training, uh, all throughout the championship. We, we really had that belief in ourselves that, that this was the year and, and this chance might not come again. I mean, obviously pushing forward, um, into the next you know next summer we will be looking to do a repeat you know you have great teams they win it once and then you know you have fantastic teams that come back and do it again do the doubles so we'll be absolutely looking forward to doing that but then next year you'll have a different circumstance where you have players coming out again and and it's that that uh, extra competition that you're up against so be looking forward to it but we we were the underdogs and we thought we uh we thought we did enough to get over the line
1: yeah, of course, and just to bring it back to the, the community aspect for a minute there, like, like for you would be well aware from having first-generation Irish parents and and, and other players in the team would have that that impact of Irish-born uh, people around the club and have built the club and the history of it, and that, of course, goes back to over the years, different people from Ireland you know, emigrating to America and building homes and building lives for themselves there now, Now nowadays, with the impact of COVID, with just different economic factors, with the country in the position it is, has the idea of being Irish-American evolved now from maybe where it was in the 90s, 2000s, into something now where someone like yourself, first-generation Irish work, you... I, would have a real strong sense of Irishness and what it means and the cultural aspects. Is that now a case of it just changing to mean something more now for American people?
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, with, with COVID-19, you know, and, and moving forward, um, from, and in comparison to years ago, you know, years ago, you had players coming out, um, basically flying over back and forth, uh, throughout the year, e- either to play football or, you know, for working reasons and, and coming over here and, and starting new lives. And, and now you have this, this home base where even you have, you have players that came out years ago that now live here, you know, Irish-born players. And, uh, and, and that is a big impact. And, and Gaelic football, it, it's grown in that remark. Um, regardless of, of COVID-19, I do believe that, that the GEA, the New York GEA, out here is strong and it will be strong moving forward. Um, and this is something that we will have to look forward to and keep pushing forward. And you have that, uh, that foundation too, coming up, uh, you know, at the, at the, minor level, at the underage level, um, all these clubs, you see more and more players coming in from, from, you know, uh, parents coming over from the nineties and having their kids now born and brought up into the Barnabas Clubs, the likes of Rangers, St. Raymond's, you have all these, Rockland, you have all these clubs at the youth level. You have fantastic numbers that, you know, pushing forward and, and, and uh, building the New York GAA is something that should should really strive over the next uh, decade and, and hopefully uh, longer.
1: For you as someone who's, you know, right in the middle of New York GAA now and of one of the, and of part of the, the county champions what would you like to see done or what, what can the GAA organization from Crow Park do to help grow that game a little bit more? Is, is there anything that could do or is it already growing exponentially as it is?
0: There's definitely things that could be done. Um, At the senior level, I I would think there's big controversy as, as far as that first Connick championship game, you know, New York being involved in the Connick championship and, having that first game in Gaelic Park in, in early May, there is things that should be done in order to um, basically build, build this home base uh, for New York um, American-born players. There, you have this big emphasis on relying on these county players from Ireland to come out and to perform. And, you know, it's great. You have, you know, the, you have fans that would love to see these players play. And, and to, for us to be able to compete against them, it, it only helps us, but, but you do need to support what you have here. And, uh, and, and that's something that, that should be looked into. And you have, so, so to look into how the New York GAA championship works every year, we have our training starting early December, usually right before the new year. And, and this is, you know, in the bitter cold in New York, you know, sometimes in the snow. And you have this training and lasts for months, uh, to prepare for this game in May. And you're up against a, a conic championship team that, that changes it, it cycles, uh, over the course of the years. And you have this team that you train with, uh, for months and months and months. And then you have about six weeks beforehand, you have a couple of players fly over and then they get onto that new senior panel. And you have a couple of guys that have, you know, been busting their ass for months. Get put to the sideline, and, and and that's that's usually how it's worked for for years now, and uh, I don't think that's right, uh, and I don't think that's promoting. That's given a bad bad look for these players, and, and it'll really it, it's not motivating enough. They're uh, they're not getting their proper treatment um, as they deserve, and they're not getting their chance there. Um, so I think something like that should be a limit. If there's if the GEA can put say a transfer limit. You know where they have to be over here and training with the team for a certain amount of time, something like that, in order to uh, really facilitate and, and make sure that every player is getting their their fair share. You know what they worked for, and obviously you want it. You want to have your best panel out there. Completely understand that, but uh, we have the talent here. The talent is here, and it, it uh, it's definitely reflected by this Barnabas win. And I hope that opens up a lot of eyes. Um, Within the New York GAA as well as G A A in Ireland for for looking at this uh, this first championship game that that New York has against uh, another Connacht team.
1: So, am I, could I take it then from what you're saying is that you maybe when you get together in December with the with the county team would like would you like to see more like hey some New York maybe entering the National League the National Football League?
0: Sorry. I- you're saying players go, go into the National Football League?
1: No, as in um, the, uh, the National League in, in January, February, for New York to enter the way London has. So they get more games against county teams.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you, you train for months and you have scrimmages amongst yourselves. And, you know, there's the chance of getting a club team to come out and, and scrimmage, you know, have, have challenge matches beforehand. But, you know that compared to an actual kind of championship match is, is completely different. So to really get a couple games in the league beforehand, before this championship game, would be immense. It would be massive uh, help. Because it really it really shows you where you're at, what you need to improve in, certain tactics to change. You know, that's that's all part and parcel of getting the job done. And, and that's something that New York lacks that every other club. And, and like you said, the likes of London. You know, the, London have improved... Uh, very well over the last couple of years and, and they keep, they look, they look good as they move forward. So that's something that New York, I believe can get to um, in the future. You know, it might not happen over the next couple of years, but next five, 10 years, it, it's definitely something that New York can, can strive to and get that first win. But then that brings up the other issue, Pierce, where let's say, you know, New York has came close uh, between Roscommon and Leitrim coming out only lost by a point. But if that game were to actually happen and you have all these players coming over, you know, the second championship game would be played in Ireland and you would only have, you know, with visa issues, you'd only have uh, that half, say, three quarters of that panel going over to play. So that's another issue as well.
1: So is there a case of, like, that's the thing I was going to say, logistically, like, as I mentioned, we were discussing earlier, I was born in New York myself, so have a little bit of a, like you said, a passion for that Irish-American element of, of the team as well. Logistically, though, it would probably be quite difficult to, to implement that. So in that regard, and you mentioned there about visa issues and that, in that regard, is it kind of a case of maybe looking at, for example, the success in New York have had in the in the fail in the last couple of years at under 14, under 15 level and, and maybe kind of coming up with a similar kind of competition to accommodate New York and accommodate the, the massive work they put in, in that regard, rather than the league itself.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, the, the failure competition is well set up and, and New York have, have strived in that tr- tremendously. Um, you know, I myself played in, uh, in 2010 you know, ten years ago now in the fela in uh, in Derry. And, you know, we were at the division two level there. Um, and then, you know, the years following me, we we actually went up to the division one level and, and won that division one level. So that New York talent is shown there. And and for that to be then translated up into the to the senior level, it, it would be tough, but it's it's not impossible. And it's something that can be done and something that can be worked out. And and one thing that the uh, the New York JAA has has helped with a lot is uh, we compete in we well we used to compete in the British Universities competition where right. we went over where we went over to London Manchester Birmingham and uh, played against the uh, the British University schools but in recent years we've gotten the chance to now compete in uh, well not the Sigerson but the third division in the Sigerson the Cornigale, uh competition um in Ireland which is the competition is a lot higher um which is good for us um it shows us where we're really at at that level but uh you have intercounty players that play at this level as well so it gives us a good test and and that's a step in the right direction because um you have a lot of players in New York that actually move away from Gaelic football due to to college um you have a move oh, away sorry. and and, and and pursue scholarships for other sports, which uh, is really not offered for football. Um, so to be able to keep keep this Gaelic football moving forward at the university level and to be able to go back and compete in Ireland is tremendous, and, and it's another foot in the right direction for, uh, for the New York senior team.
1: And in terms of, obviously New York have come on leaps and leaps and bounds over the last number of years is this something that we could start to see spread right throughout the the, the whole of America in terms of, and going towards countries like or uh, cities like Los Angeles or Philadelphia or Chicago or, is it just the case that uh, New York and Getty Games have grown together? Uh,
0: that, that's that's a a tough uh, topic because you do have. You know the likes of Chicago, Boston, you know San Francisco, even up in Toronto, uh, Philadelphia. You do have areas where, where you do have clubs. You know that play within themselves to be, but to be able for them to to get up at the the New York GAA level would be, uh, I think, would be a reach for the most part. Um, uh, only because you have to be backed both financially um, and by the players there. Uh, You have a lot of the players drop off um, in those other states uh, with other sports uh, very early on and and don't don't pursue it into the junior, you know, intermediate and then senior level. Um, We have the the Continental Youth Championships, which is uh, only up to the minor level, uh, which happens every summer where you have uh, under 18 and, and under uh, head over. And, and that's a similar cycle where we go, you know, New York one year, Philadelphia, San Francisco, Boston, where we head over and, and play against these other states. And it, it does show the competition and New York are usually the favorites in this, but it, it doesn't seem that it has carried out as well as it has in New York um, to be able to, to have these other states move on and compete at the senior level. Um. Right. Okay. But, it, but it's it's something that that can be can be done. It, it's not impossible. But uh, as of as of now, in the next couple of years, uh, no, that wouldn't be likely.
1: Right. Okay. Okay. And so I suppose in that regards, look into the future then. With Saint Barnabas having their success, and like you said you want um, full steam ahead to go in and back to back, and you know, hopefully next year we have a more. More games and we the the chance for New York to play again in the championship. But aside from that, what do you see as the future of G, uh, New York GAA? Is 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 the future more teams like yourselves?
0: Absolutely, and and that that brings up a great point too, where we have where we have other American-born clubs that actually competed in the senior championship this year with the likes of Rangers. They uh, they won the intermediate title title uh last year last year's championship so so that was a great uh feat for them uh us we won the intermediate championship uh 5 years back now um and and that was a big result to get, to be able to and come up to the senior level first born american club it was it was a fantastic achievement and and it was a tough couple of years I, I must say um you know you, you had tough competition and we did have to bring out sanctions you know players on on visas for the summer to be able to compete at that level because it it was tough but we've brought on players american-born players that didn't play with barnabas up through the years you know other american-born clubs they come out and we joined together uh to form this senior panel and it it has been a tremendous boost and for years to come i I don't we would for the future of saint barnabas we would like to weed out that idea of bringing over sanctions and just have our panel, have our home base panel and to be able to go out and compete every every weekend, every Saturday, Sunday uh, in a senior match and, and be able to perform.
1: Well, Conor, I think that's a fine note to leave it. That was, uh, again, I wish the absolute best and luck to Barnumas going forward. Hopefully before long, we'll see you. Both New York and Barnabas take uh, Grace in Crow Park, and we'll get to see you in, uh, hopefully in, in the cha- in the in the flesh over in Crow Park one um, in the not too distant future. Thanks Thank very you. much for joining us, Connor. It's been an absolute pleasure, and I'm sure we'll catch up again soon.
0: Thanks very much, Pierce. Appreciate the time. This week's podcast is sponsored by Malone Accountants in Rathcool and County Dublin. Be sure to check out maloneaccountants.ie or follow them at Malone and tax on Twitter and Instagram and Malone Accountants on Facebook. Thank you for the support and we hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the GA Scores podcast.